business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Now I make money moves. What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness Times Business Podcast, the show created to provide you with the practical and strategic advice to help you level up in fitness, business, your career, your relationships, and your life. My name is Joseph Mencel. I am your host, joined in this Your Four segment by co-host Brandon. What's going on, my man? What's happening, man? Back for another one. We're back. We have uh, four... Awesome questions, if I might say so myself. I was having a quick read over them just before we dived in here uh, to shoot this podcast, and I'm super excited to get stuck into them. Uh, But before we get stuck into them, Brandon, uh, we don't usually advertise anything on this show. Uh, We don't run ads for this show, full stop, but we usually don't advertise anything on this show. But when a once a year event like Black Friday comes around, <laughs> it would be a, a disgrace not to mention it uh, while we have your attention, guys. So just real quick, uh, Black Friday 2022 uh, is looking like it's going to be our biggest Black Friday sale ever. And that's saying something because our Black Friday sales are always our biggest sales of the year. Um, this year, we're trying to break all kinds of records, guys. It plays out like this. Well, firstly, let's set the dates. Black Friday, obviously, Friday, November 25. It runs from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right up until midnight on Monday. And there are parts of this deal that are epic. The first one is 20% off all supplements from participating brands. So there's a whole bunch of brands on board this year. um, And it's just a flat 20% off uh, all products, no exceptions across all products and all flavors from these participating brands. Then the gifts is where it gets epic. Spend a hundred bucks or more, you're going to score yourself a limited edition MJ car sunshade <laughs> just in time for summer. And these are cool. These are exactly what you guys are thinking. The, the car visor um, front windshield sunshades to keep your car nice and cool uh, in the hot Australian summer. Uh, and then obviously, if you're shopping online, you get free express shipping at that $100 mark as well. At the 150 mark, you get a free gift of your choosing. And there's 10 different gifts to choose from. Uh, Obviously, you got shakers, funnels, um, body tape measures, body fat calipers, all sorts of bits and pieces in there. And then the big one, you spend 300 bucks or more, you get another free gift of your choosing and the limited edition Black Friday TMJ Apparel stainless steel drink bottle. Uh, Brandon, man, you've seen these in the flesh. Yeah, they're good, man. These are like literally worth like 100 bucks straight up. If you're going and buying, you know, one of this quality from a different brand, uh, yeah, kiss your hundred bucks goodbye. And we're giving them away to you guys for free, uh, plus the two additional free gifts, plus the sunshade, plus the free express shipping, plus the 20% off participating brands. Uh, if you spend 300 bucks or more between Friday, the 25th of November and Monday, November 28th, it's going to be our biggest Black Friday sale ever. Set your alarms. Don't miss out. Brandon, let's dive in. Your four. Let's go. All right. First question. How do you define being successful? Do you consider yourself successful? Man, this uh, it's a short question, but it's a deep question. Um, it's something that I give a lot of thought to <laughs> from time to time. I think if I kind of distill out my thoughts and... I guess as you know, as a, as a little bit of background, you know, as I've kind of grown older and and wiser, the ways that I have defined success 
have changed significantly, right? When I was younger, you know, success was about uh, in the business realm, it was like having your own company, right? And then the external things that went along with that. So, you know, getting to the million dollar a year turnover, getting to the $10 million a year turnover, um, you know, having a team of 10 staff and then 20 staff and then 30 staff and then having the big corporate headquarters building and having a certain number of retail stores and all of this external shit. Uh, in the fitness realm, you know, a big thing for me, success was, you know, the titles that I won, you know, the state titles, the national titles, earning my pro status, you know, all of these kind of, I guess, goals, but external goals, right? And, and through my business journey and through my fitness and even in personal life as well, just to kind of tie it all together, you know, it was, it was being married, right? And, and having the wedding and having the beautiful wife. And, uh, you know, you look at all the different areas of your life and, and um, so much of what I used to think of as, as success was externally motivated. And I'm at a point in my life now, and I've been at a point in my life for quite some time now where I've had all those things, right? I've achieved all those things. I've, I've, I've built the business. I've got the beautiful wife. I've got the pro card and compete internationally. Like I do all that external shit. And when you get to the point and you kind of go, all right, this is what I thought success was this is what I thought was going to make me feel successful and don't get it twisted achieving these things feels fucking amazing but you kind of go okay well what's next you know if this is success and this is kind of the end game like now what happens so I've kind of gone I guess you know un unpeeled the layers of the onion so to speak and gone okay well fucking what how do you actually define success? And I think what I've kind of settled on at this point in my life is that it's more about, for me personally, living in alignment with my core values. And my biggest, my top three core values, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes of, of this podcast, achievement, self-direction, and benevolence, right? So, so long as I'm achieving goals that I set for myself, whatever they may be, external related, internal related, whatever it is, I'm achieving, that to me is success. If I'm living in alignment with self-direction and I have autonomy and I have freedom, that to me is success. If I'm living into benevolence and I'm kind and I care for other people and I do things for other people, that to me is success. Because the external shit can come and go and the external shit I know that I will get at some point. There's got to be more than that, right? When you get the external thing, then what? Well, it's about living in alignment with achievement. So you go and you achieve the next thing. It's about living in alignment with self-direction. So you make sure that you, you always have autonomy and freedom. It's about living in alignment with benevolence. So you continue to be kind, do things for others, so on and so forth. I think for me, that's really kind of how I define success at, at this point in my life. Yeah, you you say like it's it it really is it's not a destination. Success isn't a destination; it's the it's the journey. Well, it can't be a destination because when you get there, then what do you fucking do? Mm, exactly. What do you do? You don't just get there and you're like, oh, cool, I've made it. I'm successful. Yeah, it doesn't happen like that. It's like you know what, Brandon? It's like happiness as well, man. Like so many people peg their happiness to to 
external things. You know, when I have that job, I'll be happy. When I have that uh, relationship or meet that life partner or have that marriage or have my family, I'll be happy. When I have X number of dollars in the bank account, I'll be happy. When I drive certain car, I'll be happy. All of this external shit. And then you get there and you figure out that that doesn't actually make, well, it makes you happy for a little bit, maybe, you know, a day or a week or a month or whatever. And it's like, well, and now what? You're always looking on to the next thing. Um, okay, you've achieved this. Now what? Exactly what you said. Yeah. We can sit here and name, like define success in a hundred different ways. It's going to be different for everyone. There's not just one set way. Okay, a lot of people think of financial success as success. Yeah. There's, Like you said, there's relationship success, there's social success, health and fi- fitness success, just success, all these bring into a whole of what mm-hmm. success means, but it really is just about the journey. Um, yeah, well, are you striving and working towards those areas of your life that mean the most to you? Living your life to your maximum and aiming to reach your potential, I find that that's what success means for me. Yeah, 100%. I guess the second part of the question, do you consider yourself successful? For me, the, the question is, am I living in alignment with my core values? Am I achieving? Yes. Am I autonomous? Do I have freedom? Eh, to a certain extent, yes. Am I living in to my core value of benevolence? Am I kind? Am I, am I humble? Am I doing things for other people? I can always do more, but yeah. So, you know, do I consider myself successful? To a certain degree, yes. But it's never like you get there and you're like, yes, I'm successful. And then that's it, right? It's, it's the pursuit. It's, it's um, you know, it's, it's blissful pursuit, you know, happiness in the moment as you're trying, as you're striving to, to, to live further into your core values, as you're striving to achieve different levels of success and, 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 and become more successful by living into your core values. You know, I think um, it's, it can become a little bit convoluted if you go down the rabbit hole a little bit, um, you know, but for me, I guess that's at this point in my life and not to say that it won't change in the next five years or the next 10 years or, you know, whatever it is. Like you go back to me as 25-year-old Joe and I would have said, how do I define being successful? I would have just rattled off all of these external things, right? And I, and I would have said, no, I'm not successful, but I will be when I get there. And then- I got there and then I'm like, yeah, you know, like I'm kind of successful, but I'm still pursuing living into my core values. So you always will be. Well, hundred percent. It's interesting, man, because one of the things it's timely actually, because one of the things that I've been giving uh, yeah, a lot of conscious thought to and subconscious thought, as a matter of fact, um, over shit, man, probably like the last three or four months, it's really been like this seed that I I don't even know where the fuck it came from, but it's been planted in my brain and I I keep coming back to it. I'm thinking about it is, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about one of the things that I I usually do at the start of every year is I set my, I I don't say I'm a review my five-year vision for my life, right? Is I kind of look in, I was trying to look five years ahead and you know, because you see it in the business, right? Um, I always kind of go five years ahead. And I usually do that at the start of the year, but about three or four months ago, I, it's, fu- it's funny how this happened actually, because I have, <laughs> this is a true story. You'll find this quite funny. So I have in um, my bathroom, I have this uh, black piece of glass. It's like a blackboard, but it's glass. And so I write on that glass 
my five-year vision for what I want my life to look like. And it's got, there's probably like 10 points on there. And it goes, you know, there's a point about business, there's a point about finance, there's a point about um, family life, the point about personal life, fitness, and all different areas of my life. And it's kind of like, this is my vision. This is where I want to be, you know, in... 2027, right? This is or 2028 now. This is where I want to be. And um, I had it actually, usually it's up in my bathroom, but I had it on the floor and my little um, puppy dog, Ella, was, um, she was wet one morning. <laughs> and she's walked past my vision board and her wet fur, wet fur has wiped the fucking, because I write in white on this black vision board. She's wiped it off. And so I was like, fuck, all right. <laughs> scrub it off, start again. And that was like three or four months ago. And I think that was probably what prompted me because that vision board at the moment is still blank because I, I haven't figured out what I want to write on there. And I've really been giving it a lot of thought because a lot of what was on that vision board was a lot of this external stuff. And I'm at the point where my internal dialogue is kind of going, you know what, I need to start tying my, definitely my five-year vision to the quality of the emotions that I want to experience on a daily basis. That's where it needs to anchor back into. Not external stuff. Not, you know, I want to do this with my business and this with my family life and have this and do that. And How's it going to make me feel? What are the emotions that I want to experience? All right, I can go and say in five years' time, in the business part of my life, I want to accomplish this. Why? Because it's going to make me feel a sense of achievement. Because it's going to make me feel a sense of accomplishment. Because it's going to make me feel a sense of pride. Why is it important to me that in five years, as a pro athlete, I make it to this level or accomplish this thing? Why? Because it's going to make me feel something. What is that feeling? Yeah, that, that's powerful, man. Um, really just, yeah, asking yourself why because uh, then you know it's, they're your goals. That's what you, you see as success and what you want to achieve and it's just not, not what everyone expects. So, 100%. yeah, that's good stuff, man. Next question. Next question. Do you journal? If yes, how? How often? And how important do you think it is? Yeah, I do. I'm huge on journaling. Um, and the listeners uh, who have listened to my 10-step morning routine um, episode of this show would know that it's part of my 10-step morning routine. Uh, I journal every morning uh, and there's four part, five parts to my journal. So every morning, the first thing I journal about, what's my first thought? What's the, as soon as I open my eyes, as soon as I've come out of the, um, the what state are we in when we sleep? Delta state, theta state, one of those states. And I come out like the subconscious into the conscious. What's the first thing I think about? I journal that. How am I feeling? You know, what's the emotion that I'm experiencing first thing in the morning? Is it get up and go? Is it a little bit of angst, anxiety? Is it calm? Is it blit? Whatever it is, I journal that. Then I go into gratitude, five things I'm grateful for. I go into an affirmation, one solid affirmation. And then I go into a pride journal. So something I'm proud about of myself from the last 24 hours. Do that every morning like a fucking religion. Like I, <laughs> if I don't get that done, I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's probably not a great thing, but that is, that's how I start every day with, with that journal. Um, I think it's 
the second part of the question is how important do you think it is? For me, it's super important because it, it, it really kind of allows me to set the day up. So the reason why I do these things, the first thought and how I'm feeling gets a gauge on where I'm at as soon as I've woken up, right? So am I in, am I in a good headspace? Am I sweet, right? We're good to go? Or have I woken up, you know, maybe I didn't have a great dream or maybe I didn't have a great sleep and I'm kind of off a little bit. All right, well, I can fix that, right? I know how to fix that. But it gives me a bit of a gauge. And then I go straight into like the empowering stuff, the gratitude, right? Sense of gratitude straight away. Why? What am I grateful for? What are the five things today? The affirmation, once again, starts to build my confidence. And then the proud, I look back at the last 24 hours. What did I do yesterday that I'm a fuck, give myself a high five for, right? And then it puts me in a position where I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's tackle the day. So I think it's super important. The other thing that I do is I do keep kind of like a miscellaneous journal in addition to my daily morning journal. And I'll use that when I'm struggling with certain thoughts. You know, and I think we spoke about this in the last episode of, of Your Four is I was stuck on these, these thoughts, all this, these things that were just repeating in my mind is I'll use that journal to get things out of my head and onto my phone because that's where I journal. I'll use the Evernote app. Um, and that's an important part of my mental health because it just allows me to get things out of my mind, don't have to think about them. They're there in the journal, right? I can just watch the thought, let it go. So that's what I do and that's why I think it's important. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an interesting one because it's, uh, it's something I'm interested in. I also wanted to hear your answers to that because I know, obviously I know that is part of your routine and then I wanted to know, I know you do it sporadically as well um, and you do have, you do use your, your phone. How do you find that? How do you find using an app over a physical copy or paper? Um, what are the pros and cons to that? Well, I think the, the, the main pro is you don't have to carry a notepad around with you everywhere. <laughs> you know, like I definitely, I could do my morning journal like handwritten um, because I do it first thing in the morning, literally as soon as I wake up. So I could have like a, you know, a, a, a written journal in my bedside table and do that. Um, the miscellaneous journal is just convenient because I've always got my phone on me. So, you know, I don't have to carry a, a physical journal around. Um, you know, for me, it, it's just, it's just convenient to be honest, man. I guess, you know, the one thing that you probably don't want to fall into the trap of if you've got like your post notifications on, on your phone, right. And you're trying to journal and then Instagram sending you the shit and Facebook sending you this and TikTok sending you this. And it kind of disrupts your journaling process. That's why, like, I haven't had notifications on my phone for years. I turned them all off back in 2018, I think it was, um, to just keep the distractions out. So I'm able to use my phone for what I want to use it for. And when I'm using it for journaling, that's it. I'm using it for journaling. Um, and that's it. Do you ever go back and read your journal notes? All the time. All the time? Yeah, I did this morning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, for me, man, it's, it's something that I want to bring into my, yeah, my morning routine, my everyday routine. At the moment, I'm using it as a tool uh, for whenever I feel like my thoughts are getting too much for me, if I'm feeling a bit anxious. Like, for example, last weekend, uh, I was away. Uh, something went, some, something happened here at work that I got a message from and it pretty much just spiraled me. I was just in my head. Uh, I was out trying to enjoy my day. I was just couldn't couldn't get outside of my head. Yeah. Uh, so when I got home, got it down on paper and I felt a lot, lot more clearer. Yeah. So that's, that's how I'm using it at the moment. It, it's, it, it really is a big tool and it's still underrated. And the, the coolest thing, man, is when you go, you, I'm happy you asked the question about going back because I wasn't going to address that, but you've kind of opened up Pandora's box now. So, um, you know, the coolest thing with journaling consistently, right. And I, 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 
not bullshitting. I went back this morning, right? Because the last few mornings I've I've woken up in not the best headspace. You know, I haven't been sleeping particularly well, and I've kind of woken up with a little bit of like underlying anxiety going on and and whatnot. And so I went back to um, the similar time last year, and I was like, I wonder if I was feeling a similar way last year. Sure enough right? Our bodies remember seasons, right? We've got a 50,000-year-old brain that's designed to protect us from whatever it is we fear or whatever our brain thinks we fear. We don't fear much these days, but 50,000 years ago, fucking you woke up and there's a bloody saber-toothed tiger next to you, you got problems. Um, and we're kind of, you know, we're hardwired as human DNA to kind of do that. So I went back same time last year, sure enough, very similar journal, right? And so having the ability to go back and even you, right, over the weekend, next time you find those thoughts kind of spiraling, you can go back to that journal and you can go, okay, I've been here before, right? And I'm safe, right? I made it through. Everything's okay. I've, this, is, this is just another one of those things. Been here before, know how to deal with it. Everything's going to be okay. And that's what I find going back to things that I've journaled about. It's funny because the last episode of Your Four, I was talking, I was, I was talking about how I journaled because I was training legs at the gym and I had a whole bunch of shit going on. I couldn't focus on the leg workout, right? So I went and journaled. So I actually went back to that journal last week and I went through all those things and I was like, what the fuck was I worried about? Like, I, that's done, that's done, that's done. This one I'm still working on, but that's all good. I got this, that's done. So you can go back and grab some perspective as well that can really help you out in the present moment when you can go back and look at things that you've journaled about in the past that perhaps were difficult at the time to work through. Yeah, it's crazy. It really puts into perspective how insignificant these tiny things are that really just rattle you at the time. And then you look back and you're just like, wow, like it was nothing really. But yeah, I love it. Yeah. Next question. How do you tackle strategic planning for MJ? It's a business question right here. Love it. You would know this because you've experienced it firsthand. Um, the one thing that I do as the, the founder and the um, boss, for lack of a better term, is I always set the five-year vision for the company. So I, what, what I do is I split, I split the company up into the different areas, right? So I, I won't go through all of them, but just to pick out a few, right? So bricks and mortar retail stores, online um, sales, uh, website traffic, um, MJ Fitness Challenge, IFBB Pro League shows, like all the different parts of the business, right? I split them all out and I go, okay, five years, what's the vision? Where do we want to be at that area of the business in five years? So I set that vision. Then what I'll do is I'll set the one-year goals, right? So what do we need to get done? So let's take next year. I'll do this. I'll do this in January next year. I'll go in 2028, five years. Where does each area of the business, where do we want to be? What's the vision look like? In 2023, what do we need to achieve this year to get year one of that five-year vision down pat? Through that process of the 12-month goals, I meet with the people that are involved in the different areas of the business and I get buy-in. So what do you reckon? Brandon, from the consumer content side of things, where do you reckon we need to be at by the end of this year? This is the vision. I'll share that with you. This is where we're going to be in five years, 2028. End of 2023, where do we need to be? All right. So I get buy-in from the stakeholders of each part of the business. 
We set those together. We agree upon them. We say, yep, these are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-bound, the smart goals, smart goal structure. This is where we're heading. Then they get broken down into monthly KPIs. So every month, where do we need to be to make sure that we're heading towards these 12-month goals? And then I have monthly management meetings with each of the stakeholders in the business, the managers of the business, and we track where are we at, right? Are we on track? Sweet, we're good, keep going. Are we off track? All right, let's have a look at what's happening on a weekly basis. Fuck, let's drill down. What's happening on a daily basis? Why are we off track here? What do we need to improve? So we can make these adjustments on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to make sure that we're hitting our monthly KPIs. The KPIs add up to meet the 12-month goals. The 12-month goals add up five years in a row to reach our five-year vision. In a nutshell, that's how it's done. I don't really have anything to add to that. <laughs> I think it's... like really that's it, you know. this, uh, And you can kind of go, okay, well, I guess the follow-up question is, well, where does the five-year vision come from? You know, from a strategic planning perspective, where does that come from? Um, I think if you have to ask that question, you're probably not the right person to be setting the five-year vision. I don't fucking know where it comes from, Brandon. <laughs> I just go, this is where we want to be. This is my vision. And that's how it is as the owner of the company, right? Like it's fucking at the end of the day, you're kind of driving the ship. Where do you want to go? Right? There's not really too much strategy around it. It's kind of like, okay, well, this is, this is what's happening. This is where I think we need to head. Um, there's, no there's no guarantee of success. Never is. But that's part of being the leader. That's part of being the visionary is having the courage to go, this is the direction I think we need to head and having the courage to back yourself and go, fucking, we're gonna, this is where we're going. So that's how it's done. Yeah, awesome. That's how I do it at least. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. What advice do you have for someone who knows all the right things to do to live a healthy, active lifestyle but still can't seem to actually put in the steps to do it or to keep it up? If there are blockages in the way, how do you actually overcome them? This is a great fucking question. I'm super happy we're ending the episode on this question as well because this is something that, I mean, in our line of business, we see this all the time. And because we're such prolific creators of fitness content, right, we probably see it more than other businesses in, in the supplement industry, definitely. Definitely in the apparel side of things. Maybe not so much in gyms. But we kind of, you know, like, man, we've, we've, we've written the fucking gospel on a lot of this stuff, right? Like you, you want to improve your body composition, join the next MJ Fitness Challenge and we will give you everything you need. We will give you the diet plan, the meal plan, the supplement plan, the workout plan, the cardio plan, the motivational support, the community to help you get it done. Everything you need. All you have to do is put in the work. And, you know, it's, it's the, the, um, the old adage, Brandon, you know, you can read and consume all of the content that you want about how to do a push-up. If you don't do the push-up, you're not going to get the results. So the question then really is, what advice do you give to someone who has all of this information, but just struggles to take the first step, struggles to, all right, information overload, where do I start? And 
it's, I mean, it's going to sound super simple, right? But the, the best advice I can give is just to start. Like you just have to take the first step. And that first step for somebody might be, you know what, let me follow the meal plan that I've been given or the diet that I know I need to follow for a day. We get to the end of today. Did I do it? Sweet. Well, let me go one more. Let me go two days. Let me go three days. Day four, ah, oh, shit, I fucked up. Okay, start again. Try and put four days together. Try and put five days together. For other people who find the dieting quite easy, it might be the, the training. It might be the workout. Fucking hate going to the gym. Hate doing the exercise. Well, just do one day. You do that? Okay, we'll do it another day. Can we string two together? Sweet. Can we string three? Ah, oh, no, I fucked it. All right, start again. Now let's try string three together and then four, and then five. You know, there, there's something beautiful about the momentum that comes along with stringing small wins together, right? And those small wins can literally be day by day. But as you stack them, they become easier to stack because you start to build this momentum. And once you've got the momentum, don't fuck with it. Just keep going, Right? You've, yeah, you've mentioned it time and time again, man. Like the habit stacking uh, is big, but you saying it's just, you need to start now. What's, what's the saying? Is it the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago? Yeah. The second best time is now? Yeah. Don't wait, man. Don't rely on motivation that it will come. You, everyone gets just these waves of motivation, but it's not, not sustainable unless you actually do build on the momentum you get from it. What you really need to just, I think a big one is just becoming really clear on your purpose, but your why and why you want to achieve or why you want to embark on this fitness journey. Yeah. Why does it matter to you? Yeah. Not why is it, like why does everyone else want to do it? It needs to be why you want to do it. Yeah. That will help you build the drive and just really build the want and anchor back into, into that why and into that purpose when you do feel yourself starting to fall off a little bit. Mm. I think that's a big one too. Yeah, and I think, you know, you mentioned like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. You know, the thing that we see in, in fitness a lot is I'll start on Monday. You know, <laughs> I'll start Fucking, what are you wait? Just go now. What are you waiting for Monday? There's going to be some like lightning bolt of motivation on a Monday that gets your ass into gear and makes you take the first step. No. You know what? You know what sparks motivation? Action. That's where it starts. You have to take a step. And then you take another step. And then you build momentum. And momentum feeds motivation. And then that motivation will keep you going for a little bit. And then it's going to drop off because that's what motivation does. It ebbs and flows. It comes up, it goes down, it comes up. No one is super motivated all the fucking time. Nobody has no motivation all the fucking time. It does this. So the question is, can you build the habits, the routines, the discipline when the motivation's up here that you can anchor back into that'll pull you through when the motivation's down here? Because if you can nail that, you can build the momentum that'll continue to push you through regardless of where your motivation levels are. And ultimately, it's, it's discipline. That's what it comes down to. It's doing what needs to be done when you don't feel like doing it. That is the definition of discipline. How do you build discipline? You do what needs to be done when you don't feel like doing it. 
and you build the momentum around that. And then it becomes easier to do because you learn the lessons and you go, well, fuck, I really don't feel like stringing five days of my diet together. I really feel like cheating on day five. But I know that if I cheat on day five, it's going to be easier to cheat on day six. And then it becomes easier to cheat and the, the momentum swings in the other direction like a fucking pendulum. So just stick with it. Have the discipline to go, I really don't feel like sticking to my diet on day five, but I'm going to do it because I know if I can get through day five, it's going to be easy to get through day six and then day seven and then day eight. That's discipline. Mm. And these, these steps don't need to be huge, huge things. No. They can be little, like do something you enjoy. If it's going, going for a walk with friends or something or yeah. just something like that to just help build that momentum and just start to stack those little those little wins, tick those boxes each day. Um, talking about friends, another one could, to help you become accountable, you could just really reach out to close ones. Um, that's why, I, the like you mentioned, the MJ Fitness Challenge, having that community mm -hmm. to really keep each other accountable can be huge. So if it is something you're really struggling with, go to your friend, go to your brother, sister, just say, hey, I'm trying to do this. Can you help keep me accountable? Because it really does make a big difference. Yeah, 100%, man. That's right. That's it, man. That's what we got. That's what we got. Brandon, you know the one thing we ask in return? If the listeners, if the viewers, if you guys have enjoyed listening to this episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast, the one thing you ask in return is that you guys share the show. Share it person to person. Share it on your Instagram story. Take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram story. Tag me, tag Brandon uh, up in your Instagram stories. Mine is at Joseph Mansell. Brandon's is at Brandon Verde, V-E-R-D-E. Correct. Simple. Can't fuck that up. <laughs> and we love seeing those reshares, guys. And we, uh, we, we love seeing those story posts and we reshare of many, as many of them as we possibly can. That's one of the best ways to continue to spread the word of uh, the good value that we are attempting to provide in each and every episode of this podcast. Brandon, thank you very much. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure sitting down with you every now and again and going through these your four questions. Guys, you could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. We hope you enjoyed listening. A couple of things to round out. Firstly, if you've yet to subscribe to the Fitness Times Business Podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure you do that right now so you don't miss any future episodes. Secondly, if you guys took some value from this episode, the one thing we ask in return is that you share the show. And finally, if you've yet to leave us a five-star rating, make sure you do that before the next episode.